I'm a detective, Barone. You do anything to me, like the whole force is gonna be on your ass in a minute. Shut your mouth. Fat piece of shit. Stop right now. Right. What the hell is it? Sit down. Regret this. Stop right now. Once the bucket gets hot enough, Detective, the rat is gonna want out. The only direction it can go is south. Hold that. Get off me! I'll forget it ever. Shut up. Hello and welcome to episode 176 of Do You Expect There's a Talk? I'm your host Becca and as always joined by my fellow co-drivers Chris and Dave. How are you both? Good evening folks. Um, I'm fine thanks and uh, I'm going to just warn everyone that I will be addressing everyone as uh, bro. Bro. Bro, because. Oh, bruh. Bruh. A couple bruh. of times. There was a few dudes. There weren't as many dudes as I remember, but far more bros. Literally, it's one of those good movies like where was... you count how many times they go bro and you can get yeah. crunk. I felt like we I was hearing it every, make... every other like, line of dialogue. It just felt I like. It is. And we will be making love between every section of this podcast, so bear with us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, just want to... we just want to get it right. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. So what are this we was, tonight? This was a film. <laughs> this was a film. This was a film, that's my review. Yes, so tonight we are reviewing Too Fast, Too Furious. Starring <laughs> nobody who was in the previous film, for the most part. Except. Except one man. Anyway, so yeah, starring uh, Paul Walker, Tyrese Gibson, Eva Mendes, Devin Aoki, Cole Hauser, and James Remar. Original music by David Arnold? Question mark? Script by Gary Scott Thompson, Michael Brunt, Derek Haas, and directed by the late, great John Singleton, and released in 2002. Great pushing it. <laughs> that, that's uh, mind-boggling. I find that fact mind-boggling. Well, I saw Boys in the Hood, I think, when it wasn't long out. Somebody, like, literally pirated a VHS. That's how long ago it was. Um, and I don't really remember it, but it's very well thought of. And you look at his filmography that thereafter, and it's not very good. Um, it, it's almost like he debuted with his best work. In fact, it isn't almost like he debuted with his best work. Um, and he's one of those, you know, he, he could have ended up with not the same career, but, you know, like a Quentin Tarantino, where they make a fairly young debut and go on to have, like, quite a storied career and people looking forward to their next releases. And I don't think he had that. There are shots in this film that are genuinely awful. Um, I mean, the, the close-up on eyes is almost funny. The, the yeah, it's used to kind of, like, unintentional comic effect. Well, I, I was watching it and I kept thinking, what is this reminding me of? This this is playing like a comedy film. Then I realised that it's actually the bit where uh, the two leads in plane, trains and automobiles, cars about to go between two trucks. Oh, get okay. close up of their eyes as they suddenly realise what's about to happen and completely shit themselves. Maybe so, there's some unconscious reference. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's not very good anyway. But anyway, so yes... Uh, so, do we talk about who made this and who? Yeah, uh, music by David Arnold, which I didn't know. No original music, when and where it can be heard. I mean, one thing in this this film, I mean, if there isn't a lot of uh, like diegetic music, for example, um, 
one thing I did like about this scene, this is not casting any shade on, on Arnold at all, um, but obviously during the race scenes, there isn't a lot of music that kind of underscores it. It's very, we sort of hear like the changing of the gears, engine revving, tyres squealing, that sort of thing. So mm. the actual cars themselves like become, the, you know, the noise that they're making becomes the score, becomes the music, which I think is a nice touch. It's also the fact that everything they do in the car gets like a close-up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would just, if it, it was me, I would, I would have been thrown in them going to the glove box for like a mint. <laughs> I'll do it in a slow-mo, sexy way to make it look appealing. Um, yeah, my history with this film, uh, not much. I've seen it once before this time and then I've seen it twice here because we've had a slight delay recording this. We're recording this late in a week and we're going to keep our Sunday slot, we hope, anyway, for the next one. So we're recording about five days after we normally would. So I did watch it again a couple of days ago. Um, I went to see Six in 2013, bought the box set. This was second in that box set, obviously. So I watched it once with mounting horror because every other sentence was bro. Uh, we'll get into it, but like Brian O'Connor is not the same character in this film. No, it's completely um, different. Uh, Tej and um, Roman are different characters than they'll become because they largely become comic relief hereafter. Whereas, like um, Roman in this film is kind of the um, he's toned down and than he is in the other. He's kind of, I mean, he has a few whoopy kind of moments where he's laying on a bit, but generally speaking, he's kind of the chip on the shoulder loner, actually, before he reminds himself that he, he loves Brian. Um, <laughs> and they call each other in love. the sentence, yeah, and then they make love. Um, yeah, but they're very different characters from, 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 from what's coming anyway. Um, yeah. That's all I can really say. So that's my history with this film. I watched it once before the last 10 days. I've watched it twice. I hated it on first viewing. Uh, I got through it okay on these. Um, it's not good, but we'll, we'll go into sort of my opening thoughts in a bit. Chris? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I think I must have watched this on video at the time, and it was just very much like, a, yeah, fine, get whatever, you know. Probably never sit and watch it again. Um, but, you yeah. know. Here we are. Well, then you <laughs> met us. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's always it's been this, it's always weird looking back on this franchise because you think like you know it, it really finds its feet in um in in a, a couple of films time. Mm. Uh, you could sort of start say next week's probably you no know, the start of it. You, you could you could debate that. I don't know, but um. We shall debate it. We shall, yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's it was kind of odd because the things I took away from this film. I mean, obviously, yeah, it's all very perfunctory. I mean, it's fine. It, it you know, I wasn't bored by it particularly, but it was just very much like so what and very very early two thousands, even more early two thousands than the last film. Uh, it really is, isn't it? I, yeah, <clears throat> I got that same vibe as well. I was like, wow, this. It's dated in that way. It's more dated than the last film. I mean, it I, really I, is. Firstly, firstly, Eva Mendes like the music, being a the thing. Fashion, the attitudes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Eva Mendes being a thing, although for a period they don't look that alike, but I used to get her and Jennifer Esposito a bit mixed up sometimes. Mm. But yeah, the Eva Mendes in this film. But also, this is this is post me moving back to my hometown after like quite a few years away. And that still feels like modern era, if you like. And then you watch this and uh, the the sort of excitement over incredibly garish looking cars is still there it's got a bit of a sort of grand theft auto vice city vibe to it mm. in places 
Um, that's probably deliberate because Vice City's based I am Miami anyway. Yeah, those sort of games were definitely you know really coming up in popularity um, since the nineties and two thousands as well. So. Bear in mind, Vice City is set in the eighties and this isn't, but it's just no. But you've still got that general kind of look and attitude as well. Yeah, um, and, yeah you mentioned the, the garage the cars under, as well. Wait till next week. The underlighting on the cars as well and that sort of thing. You know, you, those are sort of things you can get put on your cars in GTA and things like that. I don't know about Vice City, but certainly like Five, you could. Um, so, yeah, and some of the people in this that that didn't go on to be a thing. I mean, Devon Ioki is not a big star now. Um, she is really, really not Holly Valance, isn't she? <laughs> she does look a little, he does look a little uh, bit like Holly Valance. So not Holly Valance. James Remar went through the agent Markham. He, he went through a few years of turning up in stuff. He was in Sex and the City for a while. He tends uh, to get kind of pigeonholed as kind of either like policemen or you know government agents or kind of authority figures or mm. things like that. He tends to be he, kind of he either as, plays as a, a bad guy or he plays a good guy with a bad side. Yeah, that's it. He's um, yeah, the corrupt cop, or but generally in kind of figures of authority. I think he was in the the Psycho remake as, as the cop right at the start, and he's fantastic. But you generally find him as as sort of you know corrupt cop or some kind of policeman. Yeah, um, Mark Boone Jr. Obviously, Detective Whitworth. Um, this is only a couple of years before he was in uh, Batman Begins. Of course, I was thinking where have I seen him before? Yeah, so mm-hmm. he, he was the Sorry, corrupt. He, he was a corrupt cop in that. Um, uh, where are they? <laughs> Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that is what he sounds like. That, that was him being spoken to by Batman as, as <laughs> they were having a quiet chat. Um, His character just shows up like, randomly out. It's like, oh, and here's. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, and, and he's, play, he's playing the same character really. Mm. It, this is this is you know that character in this film. Um, I got to remind myself of the character's name in Batman Begins because it is a comic book name. It is it is the same name that you see on a slightly different character. Mm. Flash. That's it. Um, so yeah, it's just dated incredibly. Paul Walker is still not kind of grown into his man's no, form they yet. He's still, got, he's, yet they? he's still got the. Uh, he's still very, very youthful at this stage, um, and he's playing a different character. And maybe we go through that in in opening thoughts, I suppose. But um, Becca, did you see this at the time? Did you see it in recent years? Well, Don't really have a memory of going to see this one at the cinema unfortunately i might have done i honestly can't tell you um i do wonder how much i do wonder how much the title of the film cost them in money because i I think i'd have been embarrassed going up to the counter in the cinema and saying too fast too furious too fast too furious (laughs) well i'd say dating that petrolhead dude at the time i probably did get dragged along to go and see it um compared to like the later films where i go and see them with my friends as a kind of like ironic (laughs) Go and see them ironically, um, just for the crazy stunts, really. Um, but yeah, I think I probably caught this maybe mid two thousands, and again haven't seen it since. Watched it a few times um, for this today, so yeah, fairly kind of like loose history with this film. Uh, but it's interesting to you know to say look back on these films that were kind of made at the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands, and kind of look at how like film you know techniques have changed, especially in the series along the years, um, attitudes to women, things like that, and just kind of same as you, Chris. I was stuck. I was struck by how very early 2000s this film is and it's a way of putting it but yeah in terms of my history of this film I might have seen it and really forgot about it um, the shot I haven't really seen it they, since and there it is the shot, really the shot where Brian and Roman are introduced to their cars 
and and the, the, I, I can't in my head there's covers on these cars I can't remember if there are or not but the, the covers are pulled off this car and the pair of them masturbate each other you know with excitement <laughs> um, but the cars there's a lot of tension the, ca- the camera the camera pans back or whatever and you see the two cars and they are the most garish pieces of kit fucking ever they're, you know all they all they're missing is like a fucking phoenix on the hood or something <laughs> or flame effects I'm sure back um, in the day they looked the shiz, you know, they I don't know. Good. Did these look good at the time? I don't know, but yeah, it's a, it's a very colourful film as a result. Hmm. Um, colourful is the right word. Okay, opening thoughts from me. I, damn, I I will go into it in a minute, but I think um, you can see an almost an alternate history of this series because the first film was L.A. Vin Diesel as kind of the lead. I suppose Brian is our point of view character, but you know, it's a Vin Diesel film really when you look back at it, and. Um, the second film is like there's a Link character that then goes to a different city and then the third film is Tokyo and you could have uh, seen a version of this series with increasingly diminishing returns of them sort of having a different crew in a different city each time with a Link character if they could get one Um, this is really really perfunctory it it is more more than the last film all about the car chases the bit of them having to like bring down a drug dealer or whatever he is is neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. You just got to put them in a situation where they can have a bit of like sparky wordplay, a bit of sexual tension, and some car chases. <laughs> um, the change of location is is an odd one in that I've, I've never been to Miami, but I didn't feel like it used its location. In that, when I rewatched the film, that was the first I'd, I I had not remembered this was set in Miami. And it doesn't stand out visually that much from the first film. Um, the characters are all really different, and we'll get into it as we go along. Um, some of that is they haven't found their characters yet, but there's no re- there's not really an excuse with Brian. He's already had a film, so the way he's he's he's, he's a degree more immature and excitable and blokey in British terms in this film. He's immature, he's, isn't he? I think his IQ's lower. His obsession with cars is is greater. Um, and the relationship with Roman is is almost hilarious, partly because of the sexual tension I'll make fun of all the way through <laughs> the show, but also because as we go on, Roman and, and Tej become a thing. Really, they're they're the sort of the grouping and the comic relief and the sparky pair. So it 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 reminds me of the first few days at university where everyone like makes new friends, and about three days later, all the groups like reorganize as you realize you're hanging around with totally the wrong people for you. Yeah. It, it, this is this is this is a freshers week lineup. Yeah, it's a um, much like freshers week movie, isn't it? Pretty yeah. Much, so. Um, so it's really strange. It's an unbelievably dated. Some scenes more than other, and I don't know if that's film stock or what. There's a couple of effect, other effects that look processed, but they're okay. But the scene where Mark Boone is threatened, you know, with the rat in the bin. Oh, I had to look away. Something away the, about the way that is coloured. It looks decades old. But, um, yeah, that, that scene really jumped out at me. I kind of thought, did they film this ages ago? But yeah, there's the two kind of um, scenes there were probably, yeah, the rat scene. And then the big scene, massive stunt scene at the end. I kind of thought, mm, hasn't dated well. No, the, the only other thing I think I can think of to say is that it reminded me, not in a good way, of Death Proof. In the the second chase in Death Proof, you had the woman driving the car whose name escapes me constantly shit talking while she was driving to no one in particular. And this film's got a lot of that. 
and, and I don't know what, what they're going for. I don't know if they... No, there's quite a lot of dialogue in this movie. I don't know if they some out. of the sort of mouth breathers in the audience will be like, yeah, get them. <laughs> I don't know what it is because, like, this is meant for a wide release and a wide audience. And I found all... I felt like, just shut up, please, guys. You know what I mean? Um, there's nothing as tense as the, the car chase at the end of the first film where they're trying to disengage the guy whose arm's caught and all that sort of stuff. Um, the plot is not as interesting, even though DVD players is not the most um, inspiring thing in the world. Uh, it did sort of feel like it had some emotional stakes. This really doesn't. Who, who cares if they succeed or not, to be honest? Because this isn't... By the end of this, you could say we've had three and a half, four hours with Brian, but we haven't really, because it's a different Brian. And it will be a different Brian again as we go forward. Many so, iterations of Brian. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of... It's many a new lives of Brian. played by the same guy, you know. Yeah, mate, yeah, that's it. <laughs> many lives of Brian. It's like it's like an anthology show, you know, like American Crime Story or something, where you get all the same cast but have them play different people. But it just so happens his character is also called Brian O'Connor in this. <laughs> you know, the romantic <laughs> relationship in the last film is dropped. His boss at the Miami, his, his former boss at the Miami Police Department, is an FBI agent now. I don't know how that works. No. It's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a mess, really. But I got through it. It's it's not too long. What about you guys? Uh, Becca, what do you think? It's a film. <laughs> <laughs> That's my one line review. It's a film. It's, it's under two hours. It's, it's fast. Actually, I was, I was just going through to see if I can find it. I found the review from um, Roger Ebert, for example. Um, so it basically complains that how, how, how it's brainless, how the plot is, is totally crazy. Um, and then he says, does it sound like I'm complaining? I'm not complaining. I'm grinning. Too fast, too furious. As a movie game. Nope. As a video game crossed with a buddy movie, a bad cop, good cop movie, Miami drug lord movie, a chase movie and a comedy. It doesn't have a brain in its head, but it's made with skill and style. And boy, is it fast and furious. Um, I think that I would go along with that, actually. I mean, all these films, quality does vary in terms of like script characterization, um, But the, the cars and the relationship between... Paul Walker and whoever his bro is, you know, it's very much a first and foremost key to the series. And then later on, it kind of ramped up with the stunts. But these films, like they're saying, no matter the quality, they look good, they sound good. Um, there is always like quality, you know, it's kind of it's varying. Um, but you know, it's it's all about it's all about the relationships between the characters. Um, and it's just, <laughs> I think that, that that you know, I'm struggling to sum up how I feel about it other than it as a film. But I would agree. With um with the Roger Ebert review there that you know they're, they they're entertaining at the end of the day, so and that's all I have to say on that matter. I mean I will add that I when, say I, it better, I'm when I when I rewatched them all, this was my least favourite on first watch like seven years ago. This was the one that really stood out, and did my tits in. I think it was bro every two fucking seconds. It was doing my head in. I think um, a drinking film, like every time they say bro, because you would die. Like have a drink and then you collapse at the end. We haven't got to the my family era yet of this film. This film series. <laughs> yeah, coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon, Chris. Yeah, it was uh... not coming, Chris. That's not, not, not coming. Soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just sit down. Back it up and take it away with you. <laughs> uh... Yeah, this very much felt... What's the word I'm trying to think of here? Um, yeah, I think it is exactly what it is. It's like you, you had a hit movie and you want to make a franchise, but you don't have all, everyone else on board, so you kind of like try to re, reinvent like you know, what's there. So basically you have... Uh, is it 
you have basically not Vin Diesel, <laughs> but yeah. but you know it, it involves you have to like sort of create that sort of same sort of you know, relationship, but because you've got to pull not, it out your ass. <laughs> but because not Vin Diesel is like is a newbie, therefore the the what the one who was like the you know the the non-expert all suddenly is the the expert. I mean Brian in this film. Since going on, he's now like he's always got like the legendary status that uh, Toretto had, and he's like, yeah. "Oh my God, uh, Brian O'Connor's here!" And he's almost like you know, on like hiding, but like you know, still still doing like sort of street races, and, and he's now living in a, a legend tip as well. He's been it's elevated. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's it is a different Brian. I mean, you know, he's he's a bit cockier in this film as well. I think that 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 was that's what it is. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> You know the, the amount of times he sort of yeah, like, he's, he's, yeah, he's when constantly he, wins, he really fucking rubs it in, doesn't he? He really does. That's quite annoying. I mean, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. The, the the opening scene. It's like you know, one one of the guys. You know, they, they establish that. Oh, oh, he needs he needs a bit of money, and he just comes in, goes like ups the uh, ups the winnings, <laughs> and goes like. And then and then wins it. He goes soz. You know, do you know what I mean? It's it feels it feels a bit. <laughs> You're a bit of a dick, really, Brian, aren't you? He is a bit of a nub. <laughs> I mean, you were invited here, just, you know, on, on last second, and you turn up and go, like, actually, you know what, everyone pay up more money. Because, uh, you know, it's just... Uh, anyway. Um, they, they do at least give the impression in this film, I will say, that there's some skill in the driving. In yeah. the first film, it just seemed to be literally a drag race, which to the untrained eye, and we admit untrained eyes, uh, just looks like put your foot down and go for it. And just press that button at the right time. Whereas this was like a proper race. You you see the DNA of this in races like around London in six and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, you get you get a little bit more like you know trying to trying to like outmaneuver and out overtake people, don't you? And, and kind of like that, don't you? There's a little bit more in there, but I guess. But generally, it just feels a little bit limp, a little bit perfunctory. So what? Um, and yeah, I mean, one of the interesting things I did I did find was the while, uh, like you, Dave, you know, my first thought thought this isn't the same uh, Roman Pierce that's in the, you know, the newer one, should we say? But he's, he's, a bit more he's serious. comic relief, and he plays up in the later films. I mean, he does it; he does whatever's regard required of him. But there's always like a faint stream of cowardice running through him as well. Yeah. Later on, whereas here he's like odd oh, as fuck. <laughs> well, there, there is a little bit of, you know, I can see the transition a little bit here because you know they, it's, it's the little things are like the fact that he, he is a bit of a mouth, and he, yes. he, he, he's, he you know he opens his mouth like you know before you know, and I, I like sort of like the, the idea that you know it's just the fact he's got high metabolism, so he's always eating, which they continue on. Even more yeah. in in the film, so I thought, oh yeah, yeah, so they have kind of stuck to his character. It's just that you know, it's just that, that here he's just got a bit of a chip before. on his shoulder. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you get to something like Seven, they'll literally use him as like um, distraction. Yeah, go over there and just fucking talk, <laughs> and everyone yeah. will look at you while we do something. So he's always been he's always been mouth, yeah, uh, but he becomes. You know, him and Tej will get, like, competitive over women and things like that. He's, he's not... I'd be interested to see with, like, four and five. 
because I yeah. don't recall him and Brian being a big thing after this, but I suppose Brian started sleeping with Vin Diesel again. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. you know, his wife. <laughs> yeah, as, well as. Like... <laughs> as well as. As well as. Other flavours of the week. Yeah. So, um, there was a bit of a video game feel to it. I did think of, like, uh, GTA a couple of times. Um, the road chases go on a bit long, definitely. Yeah, they're a bit, one. definitely a bit long for this film. <clears throat> you know, characters we don't even know and one we, we've met but is totally different here. Um, but I think the biggest problem is I did not care about their plot. You do see you do see a little bit of the sort of bait and switch we get in later films. Mm. There is a fake out in the final action sequence which is done a lot better in a later film. Um... Mm. But it's at least there. There's at least a little bit of thought in it. But I think anything I say is going to be damning it with faint praise, really. Um, It was my least... I'll be interested to get to the next two weeks because when I watched the first five, I remember really enjoying five and that was all. I remember being a bit bored by four and a bit irritated by three because I didn't really like the lead and just thought, what what am I even watching this for? It's a direct-to-DVD spin-off. Um... But I remember the one where I thought this is dreadful being this one. So I'll be really interested to see in the next couple of weeks if this still, you know, is still bottom of bottom of my personal sort of pile. Probably will be. Still, should, should, we, should we discuss this plot sequentially? <laughs> um, yeah, yes. bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Right. Um, yeah, there isn't much of a plot, though. Uh, I know. I've just called up the synopsis, and it's really short. If you, if you, if I mean, they're, they're written by the public anyway. But if you ever go to IMDb, there's normally a plot synopsis and a summary, and the summaries will be a little bit of like almost like PR type guff. Oh. You know, this happens, that happens. You know, like the, the little sales paragraph on a film. But there'll be a synopsis underneath, and the synopsis are normally quite long because it describes everything that happens in the film. Uh, this is this is only. One, two, three, six paragraphs, and uh, two or three of those are very short paragraphs anyway. Um, It's not very long at all. That kind of tells you all you need to know, really. Yeah. So when we first see Pej at the start of this film, it reminded me of that visual joke. It reminded me (laughs) of the visual joke in the third Naked Gun film where they cut back to the 70s and Nordberg can't get through the door because of the size of his (laughs) atlas. It was the style at the time, I'm sure. It wasn't the style in 2002. <laughs> it was um, when you watch Six later on and you've got all the sort of the opening credits and you get shots from previous films, you do get a shot of him with this hair. But it's, it's only in this scene. That's yeah. hairdo. It's bad, isn't it? <laughs> I think so that they, they do... quite, quite revealing. It was um, Ludicrous's hair at the time, probably. Uh, I'm guessing. Oh, I wasn't mean, with his career, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it might have been his style. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. got to admit, yeah. Because uh, apparently... Ludicrous, obviously, sorry about that. Not, not to probably step on fun facts or anything, but um, the originally had in mind it was Ja Rule from the first film, which I'm not sure how that would have fitted in. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, but, but yeah, the off that Ja Rule, when apparently he was like too too big, he, he thought he was too big for the Fast franchise at the time. <laughs> he oh, that always makes me... That's right, that's right up there with, like, um, Goldeneye. What are they called? Who turned it down? Oh, Ace of Base. Ace of Base, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah, too famous. Oh, that's just so passe, say Ace of Base. <laughs> <laughs> too famous for too fast. Yeah. 
this this will never last as long as we will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you just imagine he could actually be in a, like in like quite large blockbusters now if he had yeah. had he had basically, he basically films that all did like a billion now. Yeah. Great. Uh... <laughs> well done, Gabriel. <laughs> Anyway, so um, yeah, so it's it, we get we see we, we introduced to Taj, and he's setting up a, a drag race, drag race. What was yeah, that well, about? it's a race. Yeah, not that kind of drag race. race. No, a street. Race. Yeah, a street race. Typical Fast and Furious type thing. We 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 have like basically they need four races. There's only three there, or something like that. Say that again, sorry. But basically, we need four races, but there's only three cars, or something like along those lines. Right, brilliant. And not Holly Valance is the starter, because <laughs> that's what you need. And we're supposed to. Be, I think the implication is they're in a relationship, those two. But a bit of a flirty think, relationship. I don't think we see them after this week, do we? No. We don't see her. I mean, no. we see him, obviously. All right. So he calls Brian. Um, and Brian's like ass is still hanging out of his trousers as he's got exit in the house. He's like so excited for the chance to make mm. some money. And and, it, and it's in this sort of like who's this Brian? It's almost like a new Bond kind of thing. It's like he's like, yeah. it's, like it's like you see it's like you know he's, he's in the dark. He can't quite get to see him until until he probably yeah. comes out of the car. And, and he Not ha- Brian. And I always had like a, it's like yeah it's a, oh you know I've got someone's I've got someone. Oh who who could this be? Um. Yeah, everyone's always like really anticipates that. They mm. never go, "Oh, cool, right, brilliant." Someone else is turning up. All right, you, you, it's always who, <gasps> not Brian. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I've got. A, I would have thought some of the races would have thought, "Let's don't put me racing because I'm not going to beat whoever this legendly street racer is." Yeah, who's done about four races in LA and just moved to Miami? <laughs> it's like, come on, <laughs> how would he be this famous? Right, so they have a race. Yeah, and, and that's pretty a, much it. And I had a bit of a. One of the funny things I had in my mind was when I saw this was uh, I thought of Pulp Fiction and the Wolf. He sort of said like, "Oh, like you know, what what time you need to be there? Three minutes." And he's like, "How how how far is it? Well, that's five minutes away. I'll get there in two. <laughs> I, yeah, I just had yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it says like twenty-seven minutes later. Yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So he gets there and he straight away, basically, you get this long race that immediately gives us the undercut, underlighting on the cars, which is really, really garish and like tacky. Mm. But it's also got the close ups on the eyes. And every time they close up on the eyes, the eyes sort of go wide. The eyes are like. It's very strange, isn't it? It's almost like a double take without a double take. Like they've and just. You've got the kind of fade in, fade out as well, the really weird fade effects. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and sort of gear going in and out of the cars again. And the race just goes on really long it's the first sign that like i remember when I, I i do have this vague memory now of the first time i watched it thinking oh shit there's no plot here is there i.e they've they've dragged out the first race so long that i don't actually think they've got a plot <laughs> because you tend to cut more with more discipline when you have something to say yeah not everyone's the same but quentin tarantino but like a lot, a lot are, a lot are. When when you see the opening action sequence, and it's a load of people we don't know, and one guy we sort of semi know, racing around a new city for 
stakes that are relatively minor, bit of cash or the car. It's like, and and it goes on this long. It's like really. But anyway, we we've uh, we have an exciting the... um, bridge, bridge ending. Where the where the yeah. Now that strikes me as rather irresponsible. In that, like the damage to your car landing from up there would not be good, mm. and yet they just put it up as a bit of a laugh. It's like we, you know, the amount of money they're betting on is probably less than the damage you're going to do to your car. Yeah. But again, it's pressing that button at the right time every time, isn't it, to get the nitrous oxide. Mm. The effect of that in this film is quite good. It's, it's got that kind of almost stretching light speed feel to it. Yeah, I thought that was quite clever as well. It's done a little bit differently. It kind of it reminded me a little bit of like um, any sort of sci-fi movie or 2001 yeah, when it goes in that kind of like the psychedelic awesome. section. It reminds me a little bit of that. Yeah. Or any kind of sci-fi film where, where that's sort of parodied or, or called back to. Yeah, so anyway, he, he jumps over over not Holly Valance, lands and wins, and then it's like whoop. I've got a fun fact about her coming up at the end of the show. Whoop, dude, bro, etc. <laughs> Most of the dialogue in this film is dude, bro. Yeah, and uh, then the police turn up. It's like, oh, wait, watch it. Yeah, it's, it's almost like exactly what happens in the first film, isn't it? Yeah, except it's not Eminem calling it out this time. No. <laughs> Supposedly, it's yeah. Not, not yeah, all right. So they're then taken into, like... He's then taken in where he's all, like, the moody, condemned man. He's sat there like, I'm not talking kind of thing. You got the wrong guy. And he's being offered a deal by his former boss, who's now FBI. So that's confusing. And they've got to bring an Argentinian drug lord who is just insert early 2000s villain mm-hmm. he's a bit generic villain isn't he oh god yeah um, it's, it's basically, it's basically thing, a town um, called Hauser basically well I tell you who it reminds me of I've just got to look up his name because it's suddenly it's suddenly gone out of my head uh, Julian McMahon would play a character like this mm. uh, a little bit oily somewhat good looking very full of themselves, fairly well off. Yeah, it's a very, very sort of Julian McMahon type of character. Julian McMahon was in Nip Tuck and he was also Doctor Doom in the mid Yeah, he's quite a sort of distinctive look to him, didn't he? So. Yeah, um, he, he was the only person, he's the only person I've seen since Shatner whose hairline came over the years. He, he, he was in the, by the time he did the second uh, Fantastic Four, he had more hair than he did in the first one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It's getting better. It's like that's healing nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got to go and infiltrate this gang, uh, and they want to team him with. Uh, he, he Brian says, "I know a guy," and it's Roman Pierce. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. they are, and this is another one of those um, things that he do when they say, "Oh, like you know, initially you got to go in one of our guys," and they get the most useless waste of space to go in and like I know it's sort of there to prove a point but at the same time I think I, could, I don't think the police would be that fucking thick like yeah, he's, no, he, he's, no. he's standing there you know with like a you know just to make him look extra stupid he's got like a big one of his big massive American like that five litre cup things you thinking yeah yeah the giant slurpees yeah. yeah and I'm like yeah, no sorry that's that's a bit contrived to my liking I mean yeah, yeah. I just kind of thought oh that's just obviously just faked and of course in reality what would likely happen here is brian would go well 
fair enough i haven't got anyone else i've only just moved here uh, <laughs> but no he knows someone and they're the best of the best of the best best of the best of the best but there's conflict so this so this is basically was this going to basically be Vin Diesel wasn't it yeah of course it was <laughs> so like, yeah not Hollywood, not Hollywood Lance, not Vin Diesel yeah hopefully they'd have just have Vin Diesel play Vin Diesel because I don't think blackface would have been a good idea <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's not what I meant hello I'm Dominic Toretto man <laughs> Oh, that's not what I meant at all. Just struck me as a funny fucking image that you just put Vin Diesel in this playing Roman Pierce, a black man. Anyway, okay. So we go to see him in what looks like a bit of a demolition derby, and he's crazy. Yeah, because we really want to show off his his uh, driving nice skills by crashing into things. Um, <laughs> it just shows how crazy he is. Yeah, he's a loose cannon. Will oh, Brian be able to get him under control? Bro. What about Agent Monica Fuentes? Will she be able to control them both? Will there be romance? Um, yeah. So basically, yeah, you know, we we reintroduced it. We we find out this conflict. Obviously, it's uh, it was because Brian's a cop. Mm, that sounds familiar. <laughs> he he got arrested because he got because Brian was a cop. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Funny that. This, this sounds familiar. Anyway, so... wearing blackface in prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, this is this is a retail. Um, uh, I nearly said Riddick Bow. <laughs> <laughs> Riddick Bow was off filming filming the Chronicles of Riddick. No, <laughs> that's not right. Finn Diesel was off doing the Chronicles of Riddick. So I think the initial plan was to have him in this film. Whether it would have still been Miami, don't know. Maybe he would have been like incarcerated there or something. I don't know. Don't know how these things. Appa- work. Apparently, he read the script and thought, "No, nah, that's a bit rubbish. I'd rather do something else. I'd rather focus on." Bearing in mind, the other thing he did was the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, which is really bad, and a massively egotistical film as well, and a bit well more than a bit pretentious. So yeah, the third Riddick film's great. I quite like the third Riddick film. Um, I barely remember Pitch Black. I've seen it, but I barely remember it. But the the Riddick film from like ten years afterwards was pretty good. Mm. Um, yeah. So um, they they are he's brought in. Uh, uh, he's on parole. So it's basically their. I think it's their records can be expunged. Yeah. If they can go in and basically go and get in as part of Barone's crew. Fuentes is already in there. She's already been there for a year. And it's kind of implied her and Verona are kind of in a relationship. Um, deep cover. Yeah. So Not, not sure of loyalties, things like that. Yeah, no. that that's meant to in- introduce doubt that is never introduced at all, really. Um, Eva Mendes is wasted in this, isn't she? I think yeah. for, for a short while, any female character is, is going to be on the back burner, is going to be a bit oh, wasted, about, unfortunately. I was about to say, they're... they're that's two weeks in a row now. They're not good. I mean, well, it's, you know, they're just not not given. The, sorry, Chris, to cut you up there. Sorry, just saying that they're not given the um the material to develop. But that's just that's just the series. You know, one of the main down, one of the many downers to the series. Then we carry on. Sorry to cut you up. There. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> uh, like embroidery kittens, doesn't that count? No, it's um, it's a very male generic 
series though so um, I imagine yeah. it's very much like dude bro you know and and the chicks are kind of there as just kind of honestly if the three of them had a threesome they wouldn't even fucking notice she was there <laughs> no it's one big one big loving yeah pretty much <laughs> oh yeah there you are well it is no, I, I, as much as I don't like it I mean it is um, I'll rephrase that yeah as, as much as like like you said you know this series is very male centric but that's just the nature of it um, but it is about it is very much like a bromance it is pretty much about like central male characters and their relationship um, and Davey made a joke about kind of looking at it as, as if as if they're in a relationship but I think there's, there's merits to that it is very much you know like a, a bromance of that kind of style um, but just women just happen to be on the side as, as that's just how it is in, in, you know, in the industry in this kind of film that is very testosterone fueled. yeah yeah that's true um so, uh, about time we had another car chase, isn't it? Yeah, we've gone for a long time without any car chases. Let's have another one. It's been four or five minutes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is about cars. You know, shocking. This film's really about cars, though. Every time they get a new car, they're really excited by it. Whereas I'm looking at it going, Christ, that's a garish mess. <laughs> there is a 1970s Dodge Challenger in it that I like the look of, to mm. be fair. Yeah, you do see some nice muscle cars. Later in the film. Yeah, that, 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 you know, that's when they sort of step onto the set of, like, it becomes Starsky and Hutch briefly. Um, <laughs> but does you know does does this film kind of follow in the tradition of having the not Vin Diesel character drive all you know all the muscle cars and then having like Paul Walker and, and other supporting characters um, drive like foreign cars, or, well, especially when we get to to Japan next week. Yeah, well, he drives the um, actually Roman drives the convertible, doesn't he? In this yeah, which is why he doesn't drive Eva Mendes because you know he got the convertible. Oh, that's true. Uh, All right, fair enough. No, Didn't think of that. Good shot. No, ah, yeah, so... Um, so they, they have to compete to be hired by Verone. Yes. And but before that, we have the drive and stare, which in hindsight, in what happened to Paul Walker in real life, felt a little bit odd. Tell me. Tell me. Remind me. Because he famously died in the car crash. You ever seen where he's basically sort of just staring at Eva Mendes to like sort of show it off while driving yeah. really, really fast? Yeah, it, they. Yeah, they, if you look at the circumstances, he wasn't driving when he died, but they yeah. were doing a, an outrageous speed in a built-up area, and basically, when the car crashed, he couldn't. They couldn't get him out of it. He just he 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 basically died of asphyxiation and his mm. injuries. Um. So yeah, whenever you see that sort of slight jerking off over the cars, you know, I just think mm. was there a little bit of that in him in real life? It doesn't mean he deserved what happened to him, by the way. It's not what I'm saying at all. But what happened? Um, I think put it this way: they were doing over ninety in like a thirty zone or something, something mm. along those lines. Um, and there's there's never really a good reason to be doing that, is no. there? So, um, yeah. But then they get yeah they they've got to basically have this kind of race to get hired by him. Um, how does this race go? I can't remember. They've got to go and get a package or something, haven't they? Yeah, so they got like you know, no, they got like teams, but how like how they sort of organise those teams, I'm not entirely sure. But yeah, I wasn't go, clear. They have to go to um, go to like this this warehouse and collect the package. Um, essentially, just told like yeah, it's in it's in this car. And it's you know, presumably I don't, I don't. I'm not even sure they mentioned it's in a glove apartment, but anyway, um, it's like you know, just, just you know, just go first team to come back with it, uh, gets the job. 
Um, and so off they go. So we have a a bit of a, a, a chase. It's just, it's just a set piece in order to advance mm. a plot. Uh, you know, yeah, they've got to compete for that that guy's like affections, if you like, mm. and they win. But it takes about you know five to ten minutes to do that against that, the most it, really. Italian-looking men on earth. Yes, uh, I'm only surprised they weren't busy making those sort of hand signals Italians make rather than holding the wheel. <laughs> yeah. um, co- co- cooking pasta in the glove compartment. Yeah. Um, then what? So they, they then meet up with him. Mm-hmm. They're given a cigar and uh, they're told they've got a job. Yeah. And they're all like, bro, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no nice way. The reaction. And then they make love. <laughs> uh yeah so um yeah so then they go meet um uh, Taj and uh and not Holly Valance. Yeah, and... he sorted his hair out this time. Yeah. I don't know what 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 happened there but he he now looks like vaguely how we are used to seeing him in more recent years. Mm. Then what? Uh they figure out well they figure out the cars have been given by the cops they're tracking him. And then, yeah. so they're a bit like, oh, you know, bummer, dude. And then they found out that oh, bro. that the yeah. drug dealers' men are are following them as well. So, thankfully, they know like an absolute electronics wizard. Yeah, yes. <laughs> this is the most, you know, uh, some backstreet guy, and he says this is the most advanced thing I've ever seen. Then it's like, I've got you though. It's like, yeah, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah, I mean, so, the thing is, the series is going to be just like that as we get, as we get to the good ones. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, they are all the world leaders at what they do, whatever they do. I mean, when you see what Tej does in this film, and you realise later in the film he's like a world class computer hacker and stuff, it's like that, that, the, these guys have taken some night courses. <laughs> um, yeah. And Dom's amazing at, at the, the greatest driver in the world, and you know, so was Paul Walker. They just happened to meet the two greatest drivers in the world, and uh, it turns out like Roman's really good as well. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome. And and, so and, is... and they're all really good drivers, and then that's what makes them perfect candidates to uh, take on the uh, terrorists. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So um, you don't need to scramble the military when they're around in downtown LA. No, no. Find out later. Uh, <laughs> no, that's the criteria. Can you, you, you drive? Basically, you basically just need them and the rock. That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the rock's good at lifting things. So I think you've got every skill set covered there. Yeah. Oh my god! And yeah, I need. I can't, which film was it? Um, and he's he literally swept his way through the film. I don't know what's going on with him. He's just really, really hot physically. You know? I think I might be five. Not not in a sexiness kind of way. In five, he just sweats his way through it. And you think, oh god, you know. If you go and watch uh, the honest trailer for five. Okay. When he's walking around on screen, they drop all the sound out and put like a sort of squidgy baby oil sound in. <laughs> I think so I've seen that. All the sound cuts out, and all you get is. <laughs> Seriously, he just, he's sweating bullets the whole time. I just think, oh, yeah, he's a fan or something. He's sort of sprayed before he goes, you know, the yell action, isn't he? Or, yeah. Or whatever it but is. He looks, you know, it's not a good look. But he's got that physicality, but he just had a little bit like... So anyway, Brian and not Vin Diesel, what happens next? <laughs> uh, so Brian and not Vin Diesel. Uh... <laughs> it's not Vin Diesel, not Hollywood. 
Yeah. Uh, and not 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 Eminem this time. No. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah. So I think they 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 establish Roman's eating. That's that's metabolism. They yeah. they make up some sort of like weird club because I've could have been in jail. I I I eat every opportunity I get because the food shit. And you know it's one of those things. Plus, I've got a fast yeah. metabolism. So that explains why I don't put on weight. Plus, my doctor, my doctor said I've got a fast metabolism. How did that come up then? It's like I don't know. Right, okay, fair enough. So just chatting, you know. My doctor yeah. said, "Have some burgers." Have <laughs> <laughs> right. a burger, then why not? Right now, what they're trying to do in this final set piece, I don't really know. It's something to do with getting uh, Varun's money, or taking it somewhere, or doing something with it. Yeah. So it's a whole big sequence where they've got to sort of get the money somewhere, but the police are sort of watching them at the same time, and Tej is trying to like run interference to stop the police mm-hmm. following them, and it's not a badly conceived sequence. Although half the time I didn't know what was going on. So yeah. So basically, they're 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 playing like you know we're we're going to get screwed either way. So we're there trying to think right. Well, let's get us out of it. So. They come up with an exit strategy and they uh, go and get some other cars. Yeah. So they decide. Oh, how about them, them, them Italian twats that we raced before? Let's let's have a... <laughs> let's, let's let's steal their car. And of course, they got like better cars because they look a bit bigger and got their engines mm. on the on the bonnet. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, they're a lot more faster than their sporty, of course, colourful. That's how it, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they have they have a race. Uh, obviously, Piers loses. His one because it's kind of like a uh, uh, what you called like you know a passing the baton kind of thing. It, it's a it's a relay. Yeah. Um, and basically, so he has to drive one way up the road, and when he gets where he's going, the the sort of second leg starts. Brian's draw, draw, um, he's driving the second leg for the lovers. Um, yeah, so when Roman's behind, not Roman's behind, Roman is not winning. <laughs> Sorry, Brian's, en- Brian's enjoying Roman's behind. And... Yeah, we all enjoy a bit of... <laughs> Blimey, very sexy film, this. <laughs> um, yeah, Brian's, Brian wins from uh, from being in second place. Yes, it's very exciting. Yeah. So they win a couple of extra cars, which I'm sure will have no plot use whatsoever. No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely none. I just love the idea that it's that simple. Like, you just go, we need another couple of cars for this. Well, let's just pop out and win them. <laughs> well, they're connected, you know, they've got, they know the right people. And of course, they well, can drive. So. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not imagining <laughs> they're like me. Like, I just pop into town and go, would you like to compete with me for your car? But <laughs> yes, it's, still a, it's still very convenient. It was very handy. It was, it was a lot kind of you got to suspend your disbelief really haven't you a little bit so they've got to outdrive the cops and get this cash it's like several bags of it mm. to do this drug deal um and it, again it goes on a really long time um but it's reasonably tense there's bits where they look in trouble and stuff like that roman has like used a sort of homemade ejector seat that's, that's my favorite part of the film yeah well cause it's most bond like yeah. Anyway, yeah, so um... I really enjoyed it. And then Carl Hauser's character—he's—he's he's pretty much a Bond villain. Like he's very kind of slimy. He's quite smooth. 
it just loves himself a little bit. He's got this huge mansion, you know, yeah. with, with all these kind of really tough, you know, tough henchmen. And he's kind of like a typical kind of slimy 80s style Bond villain. So I kind of thought, you know, I, I did kind of love those Bond vibes. That was the high point for me, the ejector ski. I thought, yes, so much fun. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. It's, it's, it's not the same if some old out of touch guy who's reading off idiot boards doesn't give it to them. No. <laughs> pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> bro. Bro. Pay attention, bro. <laughs> I call pay it a ghetto blaster. Ghetto blaster. <laughs> I don't know why he says that. It's like ghetto blaster. <laughs> oh, he loves it. Now, 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 now listen here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> pay attention, bro. Yeah. I, anyway. I, you know, I'm down with it, man. But <laughs> listen here. So Doing those hand gestures. So you'll be keeping it real in Florida. <laughs> with this high-performance automobile. Now, <laughs> now, do watch your back. I, I don't want to see any of this expensive equipment get wrecked. <laughs> what, it was, yeah, when, Word. There, there was actually a line in the film bring it back in one piece towards the end of the movie and I was like aha essentially uh-huh. <laughs> a bunch of them. Yes. when you said watch your back I thought you meant just because like not Vin Diesel will be in like Flynn uh, yeah okay so this race is all okay yeah so the, uh, the, the race for the car so, yeah hey the, the race for the car for the cars well no the race for the cars is fuck off it's nothing but the actual main race that yeah. leads on to yes. is okay it's alright it goes on a very long time it's got several sort of sections to it it, de- it keeps cutting back for their, they're being watched by the police but then interference is being run and when they're pulled over but you know they're by sort of the crooked police run by sort of Whitworth mm-hmm. they've changed the car over which is very like a bait and switch in five if not the same um I don't know what else I want to say more about it, except at the end that they've stolen some money and they're like, "I love you, bro," and then they they make love. I'm, Credits. I'm, I'm just I'm just surprised that um, they managed to get like all they're popular enough to get all those all, all those people essentially getting arrested by the police for yeah yeah like because because and not Harley Vance get arrested or. Assumably, they just get a bit of a slap on the wrists or whatever. Yeah, like... yeah, that would be it. You're not who we're looking for. But, uh, but, and, but clearly, like, I know my tags are out of date. In other, in other words, is you know his license or his tax or whatever's out of date. That's the joke. That's why they've sent all those police after him, which it isn't, of course. But it's, um, it just seems like no, no that would happen. It'd be like, well, you're you collaborated with. You know, others all obstructed. Yeah, you've rather you've you've rather perverted what was supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah. You can't go like, oh, I know nothing about this. But Um, but when, when, and the other thing is, where they drive the, they eventually like, Verón gets away on like a boat with um, Eva Mendes, who, you know, he sort of knows is involved with Brian somehow. I, I'm still not. I haven't seen the film twice in the last few days. I'm not. I'm still not sure if they have sex or she just happens to be there. But anyway, um, so Brian drives the car off a bank onto the back of the ship, which is yeah. just on the back of the yacht, which is incredibly lucky timing. Also, incredibly dangerous because you don't know who's where you're going to land on it and who's on top of it. I mean, if he just splatted Eva, Eva Mendes, that would have been like 
really. You got the typical. That would have been like, I'm not going to do this, are you? It's a really silly plan and a really silly ending to the film. Mm. But they they win. They got the money. They give it back to the police. They have a manly handshake, but one of those sort of cooler ones. And it's a secret bro handshake. I know. And then they wander off, going, you know, we'll be we'll be lovers forever, and we're bestest pals. And I wish you were Vin Diesel. <laughs> and and I've got some money, so have I. Look at my trousers. And <laughs> and then then they then they smile lovingly at each other, and and then and they get made love. And then they make love credits. <laughs> <laughs> I think we watched a different film than everybody. I, else. I think the post-credit scene would have been like one of them finishing in the other. It's just a thought. <laughs> but, but which one, though? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. If you're gay and have a view on which one of them's the bottom, write to us and expect us to talk. dot <laughs> com. It's basically a bromance. Yeah, if that's meant to be Vin Diesel, he, he would have been. He'd have been in charge. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then it's Roman, so I don't know. Write to us. Tell us <laughs> what you think. Which one bums who? Anyway, for more progressive chat, join us next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, Let's move on, shall we? I am. Um, as we've talked through it, there's nothing here, is there? No, because it is just car chases and yeah, and the plot's Miami. not interesting. The characters aren't the characters. The homoeroticism's funny. I don't care really. I, can't, I feel like I'm missing something because obviously I was doing some. I mean, obviously I'm missing something. Um, trying to do some reading around this film. Obviously, you've got um, yeah, quite a strong strong cast and sort of writing team, kind of like middle of the road. But then you've got. I'm struggling to connect the two together. Obviously, John Singleton is like a legendary director, you know, really important. I, I, I think of, you've misused the word. I don't think he's a legend at all. I think he did one good. Some really, film. You know, really important films, but at the same time, one, you, know, one, you know, it looks good. It's very film. stylish. Debut, but as I say, I wonder if I am missing something because, obviously, in like recent, probably I'd say like mid two thousands, uh, there was an argument. This is actually kind of quite underrated, but I'm struggling to see why. <laughs> I'm so sorry. For any fans out there who are listening are going, what the fuck are they on about? I think you know. it's, it's bordering on a parody film. I, I do, I do time, kind of struggle. We're joking about it because there is no subtext. Those two men are sexually interested in each other. It's a joke. Yeah. But it's a joke born out of the fact that every time they look at each other, it lingers. They play up the we're lifelong brothers like way too much. It, it's done it, done it in both of the first two films. Um it's called Too Fast, Too Furious, for fuck's sake. I mean, that's just... <laughs> uh, right? that it's a sequel. Um, it's got silly close-ups of eyes every time something happens during a race. And you can call Singleton legendary all you want. He'll be remembered for his first film. Everything he did afterwards was shite. What, what, um, have you seen any of his, uh, like, his other early stuff, like Higher Learning and uh, I, Poetic Justice? Well, I th- I've seen... Let me think. I think I've seen Higher Learning. It was, was that bad? Because I've not seen that. I don't know. That that was. I don't know if that, uh, that seemed to be like kind of. It's. I don't remember it being. All I remember is, Boys in the Hood was well thought of, and I'm. I know I saw that, and so he was one to sort of watch out for. Hmm. So I saw a range of other things. He didn't do that many things. He only made about like. I'm looking now. Actually, did nine. He did a couple of episodes of Empire as well, and what else? Um, yeah, but that's oh, yeah, the Shaft, guess- the Shaft remake. Yeah, and it's rubbish. The the the, the third, sh- 
<laughs> it's quite interesting in terms of its representation of you know various um I, I don't know what else to say but like the various cultural layers it neutered shaft part of the problem it's not a very good f- i mean the the shaft film that came out last year on netflix is better than the 2001 um because it actually shaft's meant to be a bit of a ladies man and stuff like that and the 2000 film completely neutered him and again like all films from that era it's it's dated strangely badly um yeah it's got a a hell of a cast though it's not a i mean yeah i mean really really good um from from jeffrey uh, wright jeffrey wright's in it it's fantastic Uh, tony collette's in it vanessa williams Uh, christian bale yeah, well, yeah. Christine Bale's like uh, sort of second lead in it, if you like. Um, Richard Ramsey popping up for good measure. Well, yeah, because it's it's because he's <laughs> But of course, they play that up in the third film. Shaft is much more like his his dad was, and his son's got yeah. a bit of that about him as well. So I don't think any of them are great films, even the original Shaft, actually. But um, all I'm saying is, you see Boys in the Hood, and you think this is going to be a significant um, a filmmaker of significance and what followed didn't really back that up that's no. all if you like his stuff great i'm not going to say everything he did is a train wreck he's not michael bay or something but mind you he's not michael bay in success either but um you know too fast too furious is not what you would have expected from him at this stage of his career it would be a bit like tarantino just doing like a fucking transformer spin-off or something um, in fact, it would be better if this was a Michael Bay film. Uh, Michael, yeah, well, because a few of the strange ticks in the action wouldn't be there. He can hang it together. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's not... I mean, next week we've got Justin Lin, and I'm, I, I can't speak for Tokyo Drift without re-watching it, but there's no doubt we've got some better films to come under that guy. Um, th- this was just so what all the way through, and it really jarred me that the character, you know, how much does character work matter in action films? Well, this is telling me at least somewhat because it really jarred that this wasn't mm. the same Brian and that Roman did seem like a hasty rewrite of a character they haven't really thought through yet. And Eva Mendes is, is just there as sort of Latin eye candy, largely because of where the film is. There's a lot of sort of mm. Latin, Latino population there and stuff, Miami and stuff. Um, the villain is really, really generic. Um, people like Devon Aoki, I'm not saying she's a particularly great actress, but she, she's just there because she can start the race and look a bit pretty. Um, uh, yeah, really I, did, I did think like her and Eva Mendes were kind of, again, it was a little bit wasted because I did think they had, there was a little bit of something that, you know, they had some screen presence. And just, yeah, was... yeah, they did. Um, I mean, Eva Mendes looked like she was going to be an enduring big star for a while. Certainly like 10 to 15 years ago. Well, probably for like training day onwards. Um, you know, she was in quite a lot of stuff. Uh, quite a lot of fairly big films. I mean, not, not necessarily great films, yeah. but like Hitch was a fairly popular film at the sort of peak of Will Smith's popularity and you know, I suppose Ghost Rider could have gone a very different way and stuff like that. Mind you, it's a Nick Cage film, what do you expect? Um, I thought she was going to be a bigger star than she became. But she's definitely got some talent. I only realised recently she's with... Um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling in life, yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that. Uh, it's only reading around this film. I'm like, that rings a bell. I've read this before, but I'd mm. forgotten all about it. 
Um, I don't. Th- there's room for like boys films. It, it isn't about. Well, I said this last week. It's not about screen time necessarily, though that's part of it. It's not about having a distinct and separate um, plot for the women. It's not about the women getting together have a, and having some conversation unrelated to the men. It, it's not really any of those things. It's the fact that you've put them in and then you've really wasted them. Mm. And you've not sown... So, you know, Brian O'Connor's character falls for Mendes, you know, or the character of Brian falls for Mendes' character, Monica, because she's there. She, she, she's in that position. We're not sold any chemistry or link between them. And that, that was the problem last week. But Brian... It's like, it's like on paper. It's like you could have had, like... Oh, oh, you're undercover. Oh, so was I at one point, and you have that. Oh, Bond in, over that instantly. You have that something you can start um, a relationship over, but it, that's never explored. I don't think he even mentions it. But it was the same last week. He, he got involved with Dom's sister because he needed to, for the plot. He needed to get involved with Dom's sister, and I just think that's the story of the the women in the earlier mm. sections of this film. Even Letty was was badly served last week, and you would argue she hasn't been so badly through through the series. There's perfectly, you know, I mentioned the Shawshank Redemption last week. There's, there's room for films with no bloody women in it. You know, it's not it, it's not a numbers game. It's not, well, why didn't she get more screen time? It's just the fact that you look at people like Eva Mendes, they're a bit better than this, you know, and you just think, why, why write them in? If you really have no idea what to do with any of them, yeah. I, I I don't even remember the women in part three, so we'll have to see when we get to Tokyo Drift because I've only seen it once, and I can't remember how good uh, Gal Gadot's character is in the later films either. It's the first time I saw her, um, and I know she's you know her and Hana a thing, but yeah, they're just a bit wasted at this stage. Mm. That's all. I don't know what you guys think. Well, Beck has more than said. Yeah, uh, I think the franchise itself is almost like male uh, targeted, really. So, you know, it tends to focus more on the bro, dude aspect of, of it all. Um, but you know, I, I think I think the series does improve with that element um, to a degree. Um, but you know, I think I think the the I, I think the, the the real culprit of it all is basically. Bad and lazy uh, script, um, script writing, you know, bad character design. I think you know, bad character is a bad character, and when you know, your two main leads are, are male. Well, I think I think if you examined every other character, regardless of the female or male, outside of the the two leads, I think they all sound a bit shit. So, um, so I think yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's just bad, it stands bad out writing. It stands out because there's fewer women. You're you're sort of saying, yeah. and that in itself isn't necessarily a bad thing in what is a boys' film. Yeah, okay. yeah, kind of. I, I, yeah, I, again, I always think that. So when it comes to sort of these kind of things, like sort of you know not giving you know female characters enough to do, or just or being a bit generic and a bit crap. Well, that's just bad, lazy writing. At the end of the day, or just. Oh yeah, just lazy. <laughs> yeah, I just got mixed feelings on it because, like I say, I, I, overall across the sort of breadth of Hollywood, I think representation is and should be a thing. But at the same time, I've, I've already come up with examples of films that had no or few women in it, and it, it was perfectly understandable given what that film was. 
it, it does get better. It does get better than this. Uh, character work generally gets a bit better than this. For all we joke about it, um, in later films where, I mean, we laugh at the whole my family thing, and it is kind of funny, but at the same time, it kind of lands its emotional beats in later weeks, as I recall, which means we must care something for these characters, which must mean, logically, they do better character work with what's coming. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. I think there's a lot, but I think... <laughs> I think the heart shines through. Like, there's a little, uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're, talk, we're, we're talking about like you know, future films, but there is like a gem world. As, as you talk about, like, you know, with Vin Diesel and Paul Walker, there is there is chemistry, and I think there is general sort of like a family friendship vibe go throughout the whole thing. It's like a big group gathering. Oh, everyone, get everyone's getting together to do something, and you know, we're we're having, a, you know, we're making something special, and it is about coming together and doing those films for them I, 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 you know if Vin Diesel was here he'd probably say that so that's why the family thing seems to resonate well because it is the family getting together to make another fast film and that fast yeah. film is about and, and you family. do feel I mean they, they all give each other a bit of grief and shit talking on the set you know in the films I mean I'm talking in character but there's no doubt they have some feelings for each other and the whole reason we started with the whole joking about them being in love last week was actually because I was slightly taken aback by the chemistry between them. I was slightly taken aback. I mean, there, there are ways it is shot that are a little bit almost unintentional in that you go, that look was a bit too lingering. And I'm sure you didn't mean that because mm. those two aren't actually meant to be romantically interested in each other. But at the same time, they really played off each other very, very well. Um, and I think the two... I think the the mixed feeling I've got on this is that they play off each other quite well here too as well. But it isn't the Brian we know. Roman won't be the same in future weeks. And in future weeks, Tej and Roman will have a sparkier, more comedic version of this. And Brian won't be bonded to them in quite the same way. And you'll have better action. And you'll have way better action because you've you've got a really really good action director coming, or arriving, or mm. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't think I don't think John Singleton's massively distinguished himself here. Um, who wrote this, Becca? Did you have that information? Did you give us that at the start? Who wrote this? Do you know? I did. IMDb lists the writers as Gary Scott Thompson, Michael Brandt. Okay, I don't know those. Okay, fair enough. I can I, I'm not familiar I, I with mean, their yeah, works. Gary Scott Thompson wrote the first film. Right. Yeah, obviously, yeah. And that's, like, that's, far from a terrible, that's far from a terrible script. Knight Rider? Oh my gosh. Not which version of Knight Rider, but the reboot? <laughs> the, the Yeah, the TV, the, the remake. That, that was shocking. I mean, the first yeah, one was really bad. that well, but the reboot's really bad. We'll see him again for Hobbs and Shaw. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw is uh, yeah, fast eight. Fast you seven. might enjoy you Six, might enjoy you might, you might enjoy Hobbs and Shaw. I mean, if you like those two and you like the way they play off each other, you might enjoy it. I'm not. There are people whose opinion I respect who enjoyed Hobbs and Shaw. So I don't think it's fact if there is such a thing with film appreciation that it's awful. But I I didn't like it, and it and it's it's a one joke film. It's ninety minutes of these two plain don't like each other. Well, it's no. not even 90 minutes, it's way longer than that. Um, and it, it wears quite thin and it's shot quite uninventively because it, the impression is that 
all you need to do is put those two facing each other and sparks will fly. So no real efforts put into it. And it's like they're, they're taking in turns to do their like little skits of like shit talking each other. Um, it was, it was disappointing. I didn't expect, I didn't expect it to be brilliant, but it wasn't as good as I expected. I thought Hobbs and Shaw would be, would be a much more fun spin-off than it was. No, so much to avoid it. So, Mm. We'll get I'm looking to forward it. to it later on. So yeah, final thoughts on this. I think I've more or less done mine. Um, yeah, it, it's it's not where we're going yet. This is kind of this is kind of the path not taken. This is kind of the uh, do another Fast and Furious in a different city with a different crew every couple of years, and the street racing is where it's at. Um, it really jars because the characters are just not this in, in what what's coming, but. I got through it. I think I probably had a better time with it than I did the first time I saw it. But yeah, boy, it's not very good. Yeah, I think the film suffers uh, pretty much off the time of it was made. You know, it was. It, it, I suppose it, in a way it kept the momentum, for lack of a better word. Uh, to keep well, it keeps going. it alive, doesn't it? Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. But you know, you know, had they not it did good bothered money as well, it did. It did. It did more than the first film. Oh, did it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'd need to check that, but I think it. I mean, it was more expensive than the first film, but it, I'll look it up while you talk because uh, I will give I will give you that in a minute. Um, but it's you know I think I think it it, it struggles with it being that sad. But but had it what it been made, would we have got the Fast franchise? You know, had had oh. you know, yeah, you know, would Tokyo Drift got made? You know, you have to wonder these things. So if you like where the series went. You know, you have to sort of think. Well, maybe had this to... is the price you pay. <laughs> yes, in a, mm. in, a, in a weird way, but you know, it. But you know, in, in terms of it? in terms of how the fast, when you think about the Fast and Furious, like how it started, this is probably like the most, the most pure cliche version of what of what what it was, really. You know, this is what I thought I was avoiding. Yes, you know, the years I wasn't going to see them, this is what I thought they were. The first one had a bit more heart than this. So the first one was not brilliant, but a little bit more than than, than I thought. And this one is like bang on what I thought I was avoiding. Yeah. Um, you know, but as we as they say, if you want if you want the rainbow, you've got to put up with the rain. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. People say she's just a big pair of tits. <laughs> dolly Parton. No, but... Good old Dolly. Was <laughs> the yeah. Dolly? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dolly Parton is an absolute treasure, though, isn't it? She really. Yeah. She's just legendary. Why, I think no matter what, what you think uh, of her, she's yeah, legendary. Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> the Fast and the Furious. Uh, I never thought we'd be mentioning Dolly Parton on this program. Right, the relatives' uh, successes and budgets and stuff. This is twice the budget of the Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious was thirty-eight. This was seventy-six million. Uh, this took a shade under thirty million more. So it's less profitable, but it took overall slightly more money. And to, and to quote Dolly Parton, you know, you have to spend a lot of money to look this cheap. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it doesn't actually <laughs> you know it doesn't mean? look more expensive than the first film. Yeah, but it, but it, it needs. You can see where the, you can see where it's all going in the cars, not on the screen. But at least no one crashed their car while inattentively lusting after another man. No. <laughs> yeah. No wonder he went to the Chronicles of Riddick. It was probably just, you know, there's too much chemistry, man. I can't stand it. <laughs> too much I'm going to go in out with Dame Judy. <laughs> Dame Judy. Um, but avoid it. the problem is, though, I avoided this film, Chris. And I don't know much about it. 
Aldina? No. But oh. then, as Becca told us, her final thoughts on this yet, to be fair. Okay. It's a film. <laughs> okay. Yes, she has. That was it. It's a film. That's it. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine, like, sort of Becca writing for, like, you know, an established newspaper or, like, a magazine, do movie reviews, and you just get, <laughs> and get into it, and you're like, what? it's a film. It's what a, I would know it's a play. if they made no adjustment for what she actually wrote. So they gave her, like, four columns in the newspaper, and when you open it, two-thirds of the page is blank, except for a headline, and it's a film at the top. <laughs> I imagine that's probably what the likes of, like, Kermode, or those kind of really acerbic um, reviewers, or, you know, known for their kind of, like, witty put-downs, they would just write, it's a film, or just don't you know, one word reviews and then yeah. blue stars. Although I keep meaning to have a word with Kermo because I'd look at the reviews of uh, uh, the last Star Wars film the other day and Kermo, I was just walking somewhere and I was listening to something that mentioned that film so I called up Rotten Tomatoes and just saw what critics I know the names of thought of it so I was scrolling through pages and Kermo's on there twice because mm. he's got an entry for his radio show and a, an entry for The Observer um, and he's got one. Are rot- they different? <laughs> yeah, they're different. One's rotten, one's fresh. And I'm like, <laughs> I felt like saying, you really weren't paying attention there, were you? Make up your mind, Clement. <laughs> yeah. Unless he thought it was, uh, he might say, well, it was bang on the cusp. So as I was writing two, I gave him one of each. Don't know. I suppose. But yeah, it's like, yeah, one, one's rotten, one's fresh. I just went on about three pages. I'm like, there's Kermo again. Well, he was, he was rotten two pages. <laughs> he's changed again. his mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think he's he. <laughs> He's not really. I mean, I'm, I've been sort of say a fan, but he's kind of, he's made it known a few times that he's kind of not a, a big kind of Star Wars like nerd. He's not like a big fan. Mm. Um, but and he does often change his opinion. Like when he goes and you know see the film and our first viewing, it, it might take him a while. You know, you know, he'll maybe see it again a few other couple of other times, and his opinion will change. Possibly. But, I mean, I was he, a Star Wars fan. He did it with great show, didn't he? Apparently. Watch what didn't like it, then did. Yeah, I, he, yeah, he changed he, his opinion. He on slated it, it but because obviously it became a massive hit and quite popular with with a lot of he people. He was like, he sort of like, what am I missing? Yeah, that, that forced him to change his opinion and so, see it again. Yeah, so he saw it with an actual audience. I, 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 I liked it despite itself. Yeah, um, there's a there's an awful lot wrong with the Greatest Showman, but I'd be lying if I did said I didn't really really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Uh, well, you, you can still have a good time with it, can't you? I mean, it's songs that, you know, really uplifting. It's a great sing-along, you know, if you're feeling down, some of the tunes can really help lift you up. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you, you can have such a thing as a, as, a, as a good time with a bad film. Yeah, but it's not a film I'd... It, it's not a film I, I'd watch ironically either. It's not one of no. those that I'd go, this is shit, but I like it. But, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd watch it without cynicism. Yeah. But objectively, yeah. I, I don't know what I would do with it were I ever to have written a review for it because I don't, no. <laughs> I don't know I, I, I'm not sure objectively it's that good but I enjoyed it yeah I think I, th- I think the, the, it's the weird thing is though you enjoy it for the right reasons which it's trying to do but yes. there's just there's just other things in it that just like go, oh, yeah it is a bit <laughs> well that that's true of the fast franchise yeah. in that I avoided it for years and went in with like a very unhealthy dose of snobbery about me um, and tonight I've kind of ridiculed this a little bit um, and it's been a quite a short show because we just don't know what to say about this film. It's really thin. But when you get to Fast Five and Fast Six, I'll have to pick flaws with it. I'll have to because there's, there's just stuff wrong with the films. But I don't watch them ironically. 
I don't. I like. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think you know they'll be fully aware. I mean, they might not admit it, but you're fully aware of the flaws in the film. They're just like, well, it, it doesn't matter. It's not what. <laughs> it's part. It's part of the series, isn't it? To to be. Yeah. You have to throw in at least a few stupid things in or contrivances just to kind of. Yeah. Well. I mean, my, my memory of five, for example, is, I mean, I called it a Dom's Ocean's Eleven. I've got to quit doing that. I think it's got a dumber tone. I think the actual plot's not particularly dumb at all. But certainly when you get to the end of six, I mean, somebody on set must have known that was a 30-mile runway. Yeah, Do you know surely. what I mean? Somebody must have, and they were like, oh, it's all part of the fun. <laughs> we won't mention that. It's fine. Um, but the sequence is actually really well done. It's only when you start going, how long's this bloody runway? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's. Um, Does anyone kind of look into it? Uh, we haven't with decided. We, we haven't decided, and we won't do it here because we won't do it on here. But we haven't decided if we're doing a commentary yet. But it does spring to mind that, like, commentating on that might be a bit of a giggle. <laughs> but then I suppose you have them being chased by like a submarine in the, the eighth film and vehicular warfare in downtown. You know, there's plenty to laugh at in all of all of them, really. And anyway, I say that like I know what I'm talking about, Chris. <laughs> do you find do you find your knowledge of the series appropriate for the sort of gravitas we're giving? Well, these I'm, I'm lacking in facts. I'm lacking in facts uh, because this film is crap, so I've avoided it, and I've only seen it once. So all I could remember was bro and loving looks. Um, so I bro does. <laughs> I feel a bit embarrassed that we've invoked you know well-known great critics like Ebert and Kermode, and here we are you know, so lacking in knowledge, putting this out as what we think. It's a bit embarrassing, really, Chris. Yeah, if only we had Becca to provide us with facts. Yeah, well, she disappeared from the call briefly earlier. <laughs> I'm suspecting, I suspect she went on a, on a fact-finding fact mission. Fact mission. Yes. <laughs> Becca, did you use your time uh, safely and with social distancing, but informatively? A bit like Gandalf at the start of Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, gosh. I found some facts, but whether or not they'll be fun, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, as you, you're talking about the box office takings um, of the first three Fast and Furious films, the second one made, I think, made the most of the box office, around like 236 million. I think I may need to adjust that figure. That's quite uh, interesting. This, this one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, roughly in there somewhere. But I think it's quite interesting it being like the, despite being the most, despite being the least well received it made the most money i just think that's quite interesting contrast um of the first two of the first two films sorry even yeah um and even of the third one as well but i'm not too sure we'll find we'll find out when we find out next week i haven't done any work on the third one yet at all um uh, what i will say is in rotten tomatoes terms this is not the lowest rated of the series but we'll get to it Oh, okay. it, surpri- it surprised me. It did I mean, in terms me. of like critical reception. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I had a look at like the critic score the other day, which is the mm-hmm. only one that interests me. I don't give a shit about audience score simply because it's too easy to. No, it's just top critics only. Well, not only that, it's just it, not only is it well, who are the people that are voting, but also it's too easy to like frig with, and spam and stuff like that. At least with a critic score, you're re- you're comparing somewhat like with like, even though the numbers have increased over the years this film came out in the in the internet era and the online bloggers era so the mix of reviewers on there would be somewhat similar to now and it is not the and it's not the lowest rating i think it's the second lowest rating but we'll get to it Mm -hmm. interesting that's a fun Mm -hmm. fact as well 
I was surprised, but we'll get to it. Um, it's not really what kind of is a fact, but I think it's quite interesting um, that the Fast and Furious movies and X-Men movies are often released together. There's two fran- well, there's a franchise that I do enjoy. Um, obviously, X-Men 2 and Fast 2 both came out in 03. Um, Last Stand and... Um, yeah, X-Men Last Stand and Fast and Furious Ticker Drift obviously came out in 06. Yeah. Um, I think it's quite interesting. Obviously, it took a break um, when Paul Walker died. Um, but then we've seen that recently, as in a couple of years ago, um, these of like the, the, the Logan gap. movie and also Dark Phoenix released at the same time. Yeah. I just no, think it's it, quite it, interesting. It wasn't a long gap because 7 was supposed to come out 12 months after 6. It was. So it only put another year on it, which is kind of the gap they'd had on the previous couple anyway. Yeah. We will take care to have a little bit of a read around 3 because obviously the the end product is is very very compromised and also an awful lot of the scenes with paul walker in it aren't or they're digitally manipulated or mm. it's it, you know it, it places him in a certain chair he wasn't sat in and things like that no it just looks a bit odd mm, it's fairly seamless for the most part there's there's a few bits particularly at the end where he's playing on the beach with his kid you can tell that's not him yeah, um, I remember. Yeah, I remember watching that yeah. actually and thinking, hmm. Yeah, well, they used his brothers, who all look somewhat like him, hmm. and they, I think they did digital face replacement. The, the 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 last shot of him and Dom looking at each other across the two cars, that's not real either. That's you can big, kind of tell it's not really him. That doesn't. That doesn't look. It it sort no, of does. It, it sort like... of doesn't look right. Sort of. It's yeah, all... looks a bit kind of mm, iffy. Right, yeah, I felt sorry for James Wan because he came in to put his stamp on the series, and he basically had to re- rescue a dumpster fire. Yeah, but he mm. he did try, and you know he's a respected filmmaker. So yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Seven. I'd be interesting to talk about his legacy on the series as well. I think, with with the exception of Hobbs and Shaw, the the worst of what we're going to deal with is probably the next week or two, and, mm. and then they start to get better. It they improve slightly. <laughs> Oh and then moving on, fun fact number three about not Holly Valance. Devon Aoki. Uh, it comes from a famous family, I didn't realise. Also, she's known as like a, a singer, an actress and a model as well. Um, her father is actually Rocky Aoki, who funded the Benny Hanna restaurant chain. Um, and her brother is none other than DJ, producer and music executive Steve Aoki, which I didn't realise. Oh, I know um, Steve Aoki. Yeah, I know obviously who he is, but I didn't put two ah. together. I was like, oh, right. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty yeah. cool so obviously from a famous family um, yeah. not really a fact from fact number four um, this could be a reason behind some of the iffy dialogue obviously John Singleton encouraged the actors to kind of ad lib um, and just kind of improvise during you know all the, they could come with up, a lot of the scripts so all they could come up with why. was bro <laughs> say what you like uh, uh, bro. bro at the end <laughs> <laughs> if this was like you know if this was made like 10 years earlier it would have been dude it really would have been dude, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Everything would have been like this dude, this dude, that. Oh, it's, um, just, it's really I bad. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced. Um, more, I don't think most actors are that good at improv. Mm, unless you're a stand-up. Yeah, I mean, it works for Curb Your Enthusiasm, doesn't it? But, like, yeah. Anyway. My final fun fact is that Varun's Mansion was once owned by none other than Sylvester Stallone, which I think is pretty cool. Oh, right. Uh, no, that's, that's quite I didn't realise that. Oh, that's his house? Yeah, apparently he used to own that house. Oh, he used to? Okay. He probably I, I don't did. know if he still does um, or who it's owned by now. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it might be a connection to when we I've did the no reason. I've no reason 
to care about this. So I, I'm a bit like embarrassed to admit this. But my first thought was, I wonder if it was one he shagged Bridget Nielsen in. <laughs> right? And I don't care. I don't fancy Bridget Nielsen. They were married for five minutes anyway. It's, uh, it's just why that occurred to me, I've no idea. But anyway. Probably. That's interesting. It seems like the sort of place he would. It might have been in the sales brochure. <laughs> Maybe. Imagine that if you buy like a house in, you know, like now, next time like Ben Affleck sells a house or something, he'll be like, I did Anna Deramas there. <laughs> or, you know, if you want something a bit more traditional, I still own this one that I did Jennifer Garner in. <laughs> <laughs> something with a more Latin theme, I did, you know. <laughs> it's an idea. It's a nice idea. It's a nice idea. Anyway, as for social media, you can find me at the Plastic Kid 1976 on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cinema Talks. You can also find all the old episodes. I don't know if I pause there. I went, all the old yeah, but, oh, 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 all of them. Uh, you can find all the uh, all the old episodes on the uh, website cinematalks.co.uk. And you can find us on Twitter at Expect Us Talk. You can also drop us an email, expect us talk at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube and also Podchaser, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you are likely to find a podcast, you'll find us there. I was just thinking, is that true? Yeah, it's largely true. I think Largely true, yeah, for the most part, anyway. So. We're most places, anyway. I think the only place you wouldn't find us is SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, that's the only place we're not at the moment. Yeah, and to be honest, after five years, you can be fucked. <laughs> no. So. I, haven't, yeah, I haven't begun to explore SoundCloud just yet, so... But mainly kind of in it. iTunes. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I'm just going to have it saying iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, I, really hope, I really hope this series kind of goes in the direction of something that feels a bit direct to DVD and stars someone I've never heard of. <laughs> well, you're in luck. Which means Becca. Do you expect to talk will return with Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift?